on the wrestling podcast about nothing. It's uh, me, Mike Crockett, and uh, Brian Malonis. Brian, you there? I'm here. Why are you dragging me out of my uh, my hole here to uh, come do this? Didn't we? Didn't isn't this gone? Didn't we? Didn't we bury this? Uh, well, one of us did, right? <laughs> you did with your uh, not being able to keep it in your pants. What is? Wait, wait, hold. I, I I feel weird not going to the theme song. Should we just play a little of the theme song? All right, let's do it. It's been a year. It has been. So let me see. Let me let me see if I can dial it up here. Hold on. Here we go. Can you hear me? Brian? Brian? Yeah, you there? I can't hear you. You're like, you were good until you. There we go. You were good until you played the music. (laughs) (laughs) If you could. I'm I'm just leaving this in because if you could. If you guys out there listening could understand the uh, the amount of uh, tinkering we've been doing the past, what was it, 45 minutes? 45 minutes. We're out of practice. We're out of practice, Mike. I mean, updating Skype and friggin' yeah. Brian digging into his milk crate of microphones, trying to find something that works, and as it turns out, none of them do. Uh, I mean, you gotta you got to understand, Mike, it's, it's been a year, and... Uh, I mean, lots of changes have happened. I mean, I have people who do things for me now. Uh, people, I mean, you're lucky I, I didn't make you go through the Ring of Honor office to schedule this. I mean, you really are. Oh, you know what? I stopped recording. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, now we have the to pull thing. audio from, from the Skype recording. Holy... <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, it's been a year. Now you, know, now, you know, now you know why I quit. Yeah, we are decidedly out of practice doing this thing. And if you're still listening, uh, however many minutes in, thank you. And yeah, like uh, we we're saying a year ago, exactly one year ago, in exactly one year ago, in fact, February 24th, 2020, Brian killed the wrestling podcast about nothing. <laughs> Just me? Just Do we want me? to get into the actual, true, full story? <laughs> yeah, you could, you could. Like I said, you couldn't keep it in your pants, and you know your your life got busy, and uh, you're off uh, making children and doing that sort of stuff. Now the the real story is. So I mean, I, I don't ever even try to hide the fact that uh, I have a. I still do a nine to five job, um, and I wrestle. And I go to school to pursue a degree. Um, and I'm also a dad of, t- of two kids. And at this point, when we decided that, uh, you know, this was going on, this is before 
you know, COVID is just this thing like, ah, you know, they, they talk about this stuff all the time. It's not going to be a big deal. Like, it, it'll be fine. And nobody was thinking that the world was going to shut down literally a month later. Because at that point, I'm working, you know, uh, insane hours. I'm catching flights, you know, every other weekend, uh, sometimes <laughs> every weekend, um, pursuing a degree and being a dad. Like, it just didn't leave a lot of time for the podcast. And, uh, you know, it, we also had thought, I mean, it's not going to put it all on me, but we had thought about, you know, changing formats or had we gotten stagnant? Like, you know, we were, we had some concerns there. So, I mean, do you want to elaborate more on your piece? Well, yeah, because yeah, we were, I felt we were stagnant. It was getting harder and harder to come up with topics uh, because I mean, no secret, uh, once you started full time with Ring of Honor, uh, with those commitments, our um, our pool of topics got smaller. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to review Monday Night Raw when I'm working for uh, a perceived competitor. <laughs> right, and and that's and that's completely valid, and that's fine. But yeah, it just made it a little more difficult to come up with stuff. So you know, it used to be like, oh yeah, we'll just re- review the pay-per-view because um, we can't come up with anything else. But we couldn't do that. So it's just tougher and tougher. It's, I mean, when we first started the podcast in 2016, you were winding down your career. <laughs> yeah, it was a different, a very, I was in a very different spot in, in life, my mentality. I hadn't even decided to do a Ring of Honor tryout yet at that point, which I did, I did later on that fall. I don't know the exact month that we started, but uh, yeah, I was resigned to the fact that I was just a local New England indie guy who never was able to get out. And that was it. That was my, that was my lot in life. And then things changed pretty drastically. <laughs> you were ready to come on here and bury some fuckers. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. I was going to set the uh I was going to scorch uh, the New England uh, indie scene. So, once Ring of Honor came into the picture, that became your priority and rightfully so, and so I felt kind of a lot of weight on my shoulders keeping the podcast going. And like you said, we were thinking about changing formats and I said, you know, after 200 we should do something new. I wanted to do a shorter show. I wanted to do something with more segments, something a little more highly produced. And I said, uh, I said, like, I need a month because if I'm producing the current podcast week to week, that's all the time that I have to work on the podcast with what's going on in my life. So I need, let's do 200 and then I'll take a month and get all the pieces I need together, you know, put together all of the, the audio drops and all the bits for the new podcast. And I, I just, I just said I needed a month. And Brian Malonis was like, eh, let's just kill it. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> I like how you put it all, all on me. Like you, you didn't have a million things going on in your life. Your life no, I mean, like, Admittedly, it made it a bit easier at that point. You didn't know, but I knew that I had a second baby on the way. So I was like, man, maybe this is the right time to just kind of walk away, if not forever, or at least for a while. And so, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't fight it that much when you suggested, why don't we just uh, call it quits? But uh, it was you that said it. I mean, truth be told, this is not, you know, this is not a moneymaker for us. This is... This is like our uh, our independent wrestling careers 
where we invested <laughs> more, more than we were getting back on it. So, fi- you know, financially, too, you know, we're two busy guys. Again, I, the, the parent thing, any parent listening right now can identify for sure. Uh, you know, you got these little people and you got to spend time with them and try to raise them, right? Yeah. So in uh, actually on Halloween, I had uh, we had baby Maddox, a little girl. And um, so now we got two kids over here and it's in the middle of a pandemic. It was it's I mean, 2020. A lot of people say, you know, the worst year ever, but uh, brought a baby into the world. So wasn't that bad over here. Well, like, I mean, if, if you're feeling stressed, I got some stress relieving techniques that I've been practicing for the last year that I can teach you. <laughs> What's that? Screaming at the top of your lungs? No, 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 no. Much more fun than that. Uh, you know, at the end of it, you pass out. So, you know, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> red wine Saturdays, huh? <laughs> red wine Saturday, red wine Sunday, red wine Monday. Why limit it to one day, Mike? You have become the Wine City Whaler. I have. It's been mentioned now in, in Ring of Honor lore, and um, Joe <laughs> Joe and Gwen from OVP are very happy with the fact that the Wine City Whaler is now Ring of Honor canon. So, they love their canon. <laughs> they do love their canons over there in our vantage point. Um, yes. Uh, where was I? Oh my I, goodness. I See, I don't know. I'm not inside your head. You're, you're, a, you're a hot mess today. I'm way out of practice. Like, uh, I've uh, been in and out of work the past year, um, furloughed a number of times, uh, currently within a furlough now. So, uh, watching the kids has been my primary, uh, gimmick. Um, the pandemic, uh, it's, I mean, showers have become less frequent. <laughs> I think at one point I was, I was a one shower a week kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Well, it tells me about your love life there. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not get into that. <laughs> no, I no, I know exactly what's going on there. You got two kids. One of them's a baby and you're living in an apartment. I, I understand. <laughs> yes. Uh, how are things over on, on that in this past year, pandemic wise? You know, I mean, it, it's, it's been tough. Uh, it's been tough. Uh, I'll, um, I don't know if you want to get into it now, um, but recently, you know, I did a, did a social media post. Uh, uh, it's been tough. It's been tough for a lot of people, but but I think sometimes um, the the listening audience, the viewing audience, sometimes I feel th- thinks people who are you know uh, somebody like myself who is fortunate enough to to do something as cool as wrestle on TV for Ring of Honor is immune from some of the things that. Um, you know, that happened to people. And I'm not, uh, I've had a really difficult time. I went from, I mean, again, talked about at the top, but my schedule was really busy and not because of the fact that, um, you know, out of out of necessity or something like that. It just, I like being busy. So we you went from, you know, I'm working 50 to 60 hours a week in my day job, um, catching flights, like I said, every other weekend, sometimes every weekend, working independent shows, trying to be a dad. The kids have activities that they do. I just went from on the go, on the go, on the go, on the go. And I liked it. That's how I like to live my life. I like to, I'm a, I'm a mover and a shaker, uh, if you will, Mike. Um, <laughs> And then all of a sudden it was just um, trapped at home, which at first wasn't, you know, it's like, okay, 
we'll be home for a couple of weeks and then it turned into a month and two months. And, and then as it just dragged on, it just really negatively impacted my, um, my mental state because I, you know, I've been knock on wood. I've been very lucky with injuries and in wrestling that this is, you know, the, from February until I wrestled again in October was the longest I'd ever missed in ring. Uh, in my entire career since I started in 2001. Um, that was the longest I'd been, you know, without being in a wrestling ring. And to lose that, um, to lose that when I'm literally at the peak of what I've ever done in pro wrestling was really tough. And then just to, again, you go from, you live in this really busy lifestyle to, um, you know, I'm just in my house all the time can't go anywhere. It's that early stretch. You can't see family. Um, I mean, we, you know, you know um, we, we've since established like a social circle so we can actually see family and friends. And, um, but yeah, I, I'm, uh, you know, um, I'll be the first to admit I, I've struggled. Um, recently I addressed some, some weight gain that became very obvious on ring of honor television. There were some um, not so nice comments um, out there that really got to me. Um so it was, you know, it's been tough, but, uh, you know, uh, I will say in a lot of instances, I'm also lucky. And I think that's what I'm trying to focus on now is just how lucky I am. You know, I, I do have two, two great careers. Um, you know, I think about, you know, what you had just talked about, the unfortunate situation of being furloughed. I did not experience that. Luckily, you know, thank God. Um, so I think for me, it's just finding those things that I, you know, that I need to be grateful for and realizing, you know, everybody has struggled with it. It's okay to struggle. You can't give up. But at the same time, I have a lot to be thankful for as well. So maybe a few less, let's say, Red Wine Saturdays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Though, I mean, I haven't had Red Wine Saturday in a while. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot less uh, Red Wine Saturdays, a lot less Pizza Saturdays, a lot less, you know sitting on the couch, uh, Saturdays, you know, that type of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I thought it, you know, with that, putting that post out there, I just felt like I had to address it. And I know a lot of people go through the struggles. So it, that was really, um, that was really tough for me to, I mean, people can see it and I know people can see it, but for me to actually acknowledge it publicly was, was really tough for, for me to do. But, uh, like the outpouring of support, uh, the, the stories that people shared with me, uh, were amazing. Like my DMs were just flooded from people, all sorts of people, um, people offering words of encouragement, but then just people sharing their, sharing their stories with me. Um, you know, so that was, that was really cool as well. And that, that really uplifted my spirit and, um, yeah. So hopefully, you know, from the, uh, from, <laughs> from, I guess, I mean, probably my rock bottom moment, um, you know, hopefully it'll be born, you know, a whole new, um, you know, just keep down this path and keep the momentum rolling. And, and like I said, just finding that something to be grateful for, you know, every day type thing. That's good, buddy. Yeah. I was, I was a little worried about you there for a little while. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you, uh, addressed it. I'm glad, uh, that you're trying to come back from this. Yeah. And it's not perfect. And I think the thing too, is just, it's that, uh, you know, that old mentality, Mike, I mean, you have it too. I think we used to do it together. Well, we had a, you know, we had a breakfast sandwich or a muffin this morning, but the whole day shot. 
why don't we just uh, eat 14,000 calories today? You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had orange juice this morning. There's a lot of sugar in that. I might as well have pizza for lunch now. I mean, always, <laughs> yeah, so it's really just getting over that, that mindset too. You know, so I think that's been, that's been important because it's, an, it's impossible to be perfect. You know, nobody, nobody can be perfect, but it's just, uh, you know, keeping the momentum rolling and not, and not letting that defeat kind of creep in. And I'm a stress monster. I think you know that. I think anybody who knows me personally knows I'm a stress monster as well. So, um, I'm a warrior. I, uh, you know, so, but, uh, you know, we're working on it. We're a work in progress, Mike. Always, always. Yeah. And I'm not immune to, uh, the whole weight issues either. I think I'm <laughs> back around my peak at this point. Um, trying to correct things, uh, trying to, get active. I mean, the reason I'm was taking a shower weeks at a time is because, you know, I wasn't ever doing anything exercise wise. It wasn't getting active at all. I wasn't sweating. So, uh, now <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try oh, to do oh, a little oh, bit oh, of I'm that. Sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Even, <laughs> Just in the middle oh, of the night, staring at the ceiling, sweating, right? <laughs> well, Hey, we got this public forum, Mike, and I'm sure, I mean, we didn't talk about this, but Hey, let's, you know, I mean, I don't know if we're going to do this ever again. This might be the one and only. We might we might uh, do another reunion. I don't I don't know, but I mean, we have social media, so we can certainly hold each other accountable and uh, you know, and uh, you know, do go through this journey together. We'll be ripped at the end of it. Wait, what do you what do you suggest? I, I don't know. Like just like, let's you know, we're both having troubles. We're both struggling. Well, so let's lean on each other. Let's. Uh, <laughs> let's not be the uh, emotionally bankrupt fellows we normally are and uh, lean on each other. What do you think? Well, well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Put myself out there on the, on the social media, you're saying? Maybe. There'll be at least five people that care. <laughs> That's true. Say there are people who are calling for this podcast today. I I think there's there's going to be quite the response to this, Mike. I mean, I I'm out there now, Mike. I am a big, I am a big time television star. Uh, you know, in this moment, a much bigger star than I was, you know, in 2020. So I I think this is just going to be the tops. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you have gotten out there on social media. You've you did the Red Wine Saturdays. What else did you do to to drum up some oh, uh, interest? <laughs> Lots of things. I mean, we we did the you know me and Bruiser did the uh, happy hour stuff through Ring of Honor for a while, but uh, yeah, I mean, I did, I did a, a number of things. I even you know we did the I had you edit a nice video for me of uh, me and my daughter, which I thought, hey, this might be a fun series to do. I never followed up on that. Um, I've started buying a lot of uh, collectibles. Where I would do, and I thought, oh, that'd be fun to open like other people do, you know, do toy openings and things like that. I did one of those, and I haven't gone back to it since. Uh, I thought uh, a really good idea was uh, I would do a interview, a Zoom video interview series with other big people in wrestling, because I thought, like, that would be a really cool concept of uh, a big guy in wrestling interviewing other big people in wrestling. I even recorded the first episode, never even released it. <laughs> My goodness. So I, yeah, I've been dipping my toe a lot of things. I, I, you know, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I haven't found that right thing yet. Uh, I've toyed around with getting a Twitch and doing something on there. Um, you know, I've even made a suggestion to you a few times, but do we bring the WPA in back? But, uh, you know, that was rebuffed. <laughs> Here we are, right? 
Well, one 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 night only, right? Well, you know, we'll see. You know, we'll see if we get the huge response that I'm expecting. Then, who knows? We may, you know, be forced into it. The, the, the people, whatever the people want. We're the people's podcast. <laughs> we certainly are. Um, so, wrestling these days, I, I don't think it's any surprise. I'm not watching. Well, you didn't but, watch it before either. <laughs> right, but but it's the desire to watch is just it's such a low. I mean, I put on, you know, NXT takeovers. NXT takeover is, you know, guaranteed good time. I saw like the last one, uh, great reviews. I put it on. I lasted a few minutes and I turned it off. I I just and the funny thing is too like Never in a time in wrestling have there been more people that I am personally known that I've been friendly with that are involved in major companies, you know, you included. And I can't bring myself. I mean, Anthony Green, who, uh, you know, he's been on the podcast before. One time he was a mute, but let's not get into that. But he's signed by uh, WWE. I watched his debut. He was on uh, 205 Live, and then I haven't, from there, I haven't. I, it's just amazing that never have there been more people that I know involved in wrestling that I have access to, and I still can't bring myself to watch. I don't. What is it, Brian? Well, one, you're a bad friend. Uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll say that. You're a terrible friend. Um, I'm just kidding. I mean,. I think part of that is probably you're jaded to the fact that, you know, the entire chaotic wrestling roster from like 2007 is now, you know, on TV somewhere. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the only, the only current product that I am up to date on is Ring of Honor. Um, I'll flip and I'll peruse. I did watch, you know, the, as we we're sitting here recording this on Monday night, last night was Elimination Chamber. I did, I did watch that entire pay per view. That is, that is the, most WWE I've watched since um, I think I watched I watched the whole Royal Rumble. I watched the Royal Rumble as well. We gambled on the Royal Rumble, but um, no, 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 no. We we used M and M's and we. <laughs> what are you worried? The tax man's going to come for you, Mike? No, no, it's my take of that uh, night. <laughs> but yeah, I think so. It's it's weird. Uh, different companies are doing different things. Um, you know, Ring of Honor, I think what we've done is put the focus back on the in-ring product and just like a different presentation, a more sports-like, um, you know, traditional sports-like presentation um, with that, with having no fans. And, and even the styles that, you know, aside from the pure style, uh, even the style the rest of us wrestle, you know, uh, some of the, like, some of the, st- some of the hokey stuff, some of the, you know, the Beer City Bruiser yelling, I can't bite because I got no teeth. Like, that that goes away. You know, that doesn't, you can't do that stuff without audience participation. So you have to change up styles and what you're doing and what you're playing off of. Um, you know, I, I think WWE has started to get it right a bit um, with um, the television screens and, I mean, having the people, because at least you can see people reacting i mean i know the audio is canned or whatever but it helps i think it's helped with regular sports too um i know like the nfl and major league baseball pumped in fake crowd noise but it works i think it works because you're so your brain is so trained to 
you know, to hear that audio that it, you don't even think about the fact that it's, you know, not, not real. Um, but yeah, it's, it's funny. I, I think there's, there's oversaturation. There's so much out there, but then people just fixate on two companies and when they realize, don't even realize there's so much out there for you personally. I don't know. Your dad, your, your, you, I mean, are we, are you finally going through what, what all your friends went through at like 13? <laughs> when they stop watching wrestling <laughs> it's possible yeah like no literally when i was 13 is when i started watching and there's never been a period where i've been yeah i, I watched through the like the early 90s when it was really like you know the goon and alex the pug porto and all those casts of uh legends but uh yeah i made it all the way through there and the attitude era and all that stuff but I, now it's just yeah maybe this is it i finally yeah. discovered uh Women, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, it took you forty years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I think part of it. So I watch, I watch a lot of the old stuff that they've put on the network, like the the superstars. And when I watch those old superstars and challenges, like it's very, it's very, very clear to me why I fell in love with wrestling and watching those programs, even though they're just jobber matches and promos and stuff. It's just so fast paced. It's like. On to the next thing, on to the next thing. And you're seeing your favorite guys and you're seeing them highlighted and you're just seeing them kick ass, which is awesome. You know, you're just watching, you're just watching all the top superstars. They all feel special because you're watching them just, even though again, it's over nobody's, it's over jobbers, but they're just beaten. They're just winning, 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 winning. So your interest in them is, is enormous. And then when they do lose a match, you're like, well, they've won all these other matches. Um, but the, those shows are so, fast paced that so i i think i was trying to think back as like an eight nine year old kid like that's why i loved it it was an hour long it was fast paced you know i watched my son who's you know he's five years old he digs wrestling but these pay-per-views or like an episode of raw even if we have you know even for fast forwarding through the commercials he loses interest at you know 45 minutes an hour in like he loses interest and for for so for small kids to sit there and think you're going to captivate their attention for, you know, not just like one program, you know, that is an hour long or two programs that are an hour long. Now you're asking children to sit through multiple programs that are two to three hours each on multiple nights a week. And, you know, plus it's, I think it's just, um, for kids or adults, it's a lot. It, it really, it really is a lot. Those people that keep up with everything, like God bless them. Like, you know, I don't know where you find the time to to watch that much. As a kid, I don't think even incidentally you could discover wrestling. It's all on, you know, later later at night when most kids are heading to bed, and yeah, there, there's just too much of a time commitment for anyone under the age of fifty, which apparently is the median age for people who <laughs> watch wrestling these days to be able to to keep up with it. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think. I mean, for me. Some of the stuff that I like, that's, I mean, and you're going to, again, you're going to call me a company shill, but that's what makes the Ring of Honor product great right now is the fact we got one, one hour program a week. It's fast moving. It's fast paced. You know, it's, you know, it, it just keep, you know, it just keeps you sucked in like week after week because it's that one hour commitment and it's, it, the, the show just keeps moving where I feel like, um, I won't criticize other stuff as, and I'll, I'll just tell you what, what I enjoy. And that's like, you know, you want to have a good time as a wrestling fan. 
and new, old, if you've already watched, if you haven't seen it, go back and watch some of those early Monday Nitros and go back and watch Raw, like 96, 97. Um, like during the uh, Austin Brett feud, it was fast paced. You never knew what was going to happen. Everything felt organic. Everything felt kind of messy and sloppy a little bit, but but that added to the to the feel of it. It added to the unpredictability, you know. Um, and I and I think that's what made those programs great. Like I, I, over this last year, when I have watched wrestling, I, I've watched a lot of that stuff, and I'm like. This is great. Now, is everything five-star matches and this and that? No, but it's just an entertaining wrestling program that's fast-moving, and you don't know where it's going next. It was really just, those again, those early Nitros and then Raw, like 96, 97, fantastic stuff. Like, I, if you're a wrestling fan listening to this, go back and watch that stuff. So good. I know why... I loved. I, I know why I loved it as a kid. I know why I loved it all the way through the '90s. I know why I loved it through the Attitude Era. Like it's it's easy to watch those things and and see why. So, is there a way to get back there? Do you think? <laughs> we'll, do you think we'll have some sort of like boom once we get past this uh, COVID thing and fans can go out to the arenas again? Will that bring about some sort of you know wrestling boom again? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, there's so much that divides audiences, and I don't mean divide as in like the fans that argue on Twitter. Um, I mean, like the, the, you know, there's just so many entertainment properties that are on constantly. You know, I think of, you know, one thing that used to be unique for for pro wrestling was all the new all t- television series ran from kind of like the fall to the spring, but WWE or wrestling in general ran. 52 weeks a year, there was new content. Now they have to, to contend with new content coming from everywhere, 52 weeks out of the year, whether it's Disney+, Plus, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, who, who are all producing their own shows. The networks now save some stuff for the summer. Um, I think that that's part of it. I think the system, and again, I mean, we're talking, a lot of this we talk, we talk WWE because there, I mean, I don't think it's, I think it's perfectly fine for me to say they are the industry leader. As the, in, as they go, the industry will go to, to a certain extent. Um, yeah. you know, and they, you know, I, I think the mainstream, I think, I, I feel like it's a different, uh, time now in that there'll, there'll never be another superstar that's, that really will transcend above and beyond the brand because I don't think it's the intent of the brand to allow an individual to exceed, you know, the notoriety like, like a Hogan did, like a rock did, like Austin did where, you know, their singular brand became as valuable, if not more valuable than the, than the brand of the company. Um, you know, and then the other thing you, you, you hit it. It's like, how does, if you're a kid now, if you're a, you know, I, I show my son and I'm in wrestling, but if I wasn't, if I wasn't in Ring of Honor, if I wasn't a wrestler, I don't know that my son would even give two craps about pro, pro wrestling at all. Because, I mean, think about how we fell in love with it Saturday mornings, you know, or on a VHS. I guess the kids got the network now, but you have to have, you almost have to have somebody in your family that's already a wrestling fan. It's not, you're not going to have those stumble upon it stories because, I mean, my son's bedtime is is eight o'clock. Raw doesn't even start till eight o'clock. There is no Saturday morning fun show anymore. Like, there's no where's the Saturday and Sunday morning wrestling? Like, I, um, so where's that next group of where's that? Uh, 
it might be, to me, I, I look and I worry that it might get worse. Because where's that, where's that next era of fan that's going to fall in love with and romanticize um, the way we do about Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage and Roddy Piper and Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat and Dusty Rhodes and all these guys from our childhood that we romanticize. How are these kids going to have that when they're 40-year-old men and women? Where does that come from? I don't know. I guess it's above our pay grade. <laughs> Someone's going to figure it out. It can't be us. I mean, it could be us. I mean, we can make a lot of money if we can figure it out. <laughs> I mean, the wrestling. I mean, the wrestling business is, will always be there. It's something that will survive. Um, but I, I just, you know, I think about at its. I mean, adults have the money, right? So eventually, all you know, really. Every, you know, it's it's, you know, it's kind of along the same lines of talking about is Disney World for kids or adults? Well, Disney World isn't really for kids. It's built for adults, so they bring their children and they spend money. Um, and that's kind of the way pro wrestling is is too, I guess. But I think we've gotten so far away from catering to children who might fall in love with it so much that it really has become. It's funny. The product is less. <laughs> the product is less uh, or more mature now than it was, like say during like the Attitude Era. But it's harder for children to discover it now more than ever. It's more consumable for children, yet it's going to be harder for them to fall in love with it than ever. Yeah, it's uh, quite the conundrum. I mean, even even thinking about like wrestling action figures, like uh, again, I know you're not into it, but going to the stores and trying to buy wrestling action figures, the shelves are barren. The toy shelves are barren. So if you're a kid just stumbling into a toy store, how do you even, you know? How do you even get a figure? The shelves are empty. Well, I bought my second action figure of the past uh, 20 years just uh, a couple weeks ago when you told me that the Ivar figure was on sale on Amazon. So I went and picked one up. <laughs> so I have an Ivar and I have a Tommaso Ciampa. So those are my uh, that's my figure collection. I don't even have a Tommaso Ciampa. What do you mean? I bought you one. Yeah, well, the kid, the kid opened it. Oh, what the fuck! <laughs> I know. I need another Tommaso Elite to come out here to uh, complete my uh, collection, I guess. Well, speaking of Tommaso and uh, Ivar, all chaotic wrestling alums. Um, I know Brian Fury has been a part of this podcast uh, in the past, and he's out of wrestling now, eh, probably for the best. But uh, chaotic wrestling, he sold it. And he sold the New England Pro Wrestling Academy as well. Uh, they're both now in the hands of Chase Del Monte. And that's kind of a, a big change. And now uh, Catholic Wrestling is doing some studio shows. They're out there now. And Brian, uh, you were like there for some of this, right? Uh, How is the new operation looking? I, th- I mean, I think they're doing great. I, I was really impressed. I've stayed in regular contact with Chase. I stepped, you know, I was part, you know, I was there for early taping, just helping out, just kind of lurking around, being around, just because I, I missed being around wrestling. And obviously, once the numbers got worse and everything, and, you know, I, I started taking more precautions again, I pulled back. But, yeah, I think what they're doing over there is great. They are, they have been safe. They have uh, followed all the protocols set forth by the state. The new setup is amazing. They got two rings, which we've always had, but they they're also utilizing the space much smarter because they have a full like gym workout there now. Uh, they can produce a television or you know a YouTube show out of uh, out of the school now. Um, I think what Chase is doing over there is 
you know, it was really great. And I know, uh, uh, over at the school piece that Max Smashmaster is uh, involved to. I don't know if that's kayfabe. Is that kayfabe? You might have to... No, no, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, so he, Max Smashmaster is over there too as a part of the school. Um, so I think they got they got people with uh, you know good minds and Chase is really dedicated. I know to you know making chaotic. Um, you know, once the world can get back to normal. Um, making chaotic exactly what we've always been. And I say we because I feel like we've all, you know, we'll always be tied to chaotic and we'll always be a part of it. Even you, Mike, even you will always be connected. Um, <laughs> and I think, you know, he's, he's, you know, hell bent on, um, making it what, it, what, it, what it's always been. And that's the, you know, the tagline of, uh, the, you know, the birthplace of stars, but really just, you know, good pro wrestling and, you know, something that, uh, boy, I mean, I think about some of those days back in Lowell, Mike, it was almost like we were part of like the community there, you know? Uh, it yeah. Really yeah. Cool. So I think, I think he's hell bent on, on doing that and helping it grow. And, and I look forward to, you know, being involved in, in some capacity at, uh, in the near future. And you can do that with your, uh, new ring of honor contract. Well, I can't wrestle for chaotic wrestling oh. or, or anywhere else. Um, you know, um, at least for this year. So, but I can do, you know, I can help backstage. I just can't appear on camera. So that is your, your new contract is like a full exclusive deal. Right. Yeah. Yep. I am. I am property of ring of honor wrestling, Michael signed over my, you know, signed it all over. And speaking of, you have been a part of the ROH bubble hashtag <laughs> ROH bubble. Why don't you bring me through like the whole process of getting ready to do one of these, you know, quarantine TV tapings for Ring of Honor? Yeah, I mean, they're <clears throat> so it's pretty extensive. Um, it's it's a protocol set forth by um, Sinclair Broadcasting, which owns Ring of Honor, and, and working with the Maryland State Athletic Commission. Um, and, and the rules, I tell you, the rules are strict and, but uh, that makes me happy because I don't think we faced, um, some of the other issues that have been out there for, you know, in pro wrestling when it comes to COVID and whatnot, knock on, knock on wood, we've been very fortunate, but I also think, you know, along with just being fortunate, I think we've been, um, I think the company has been very, you know, very smart about it too, um. So I'm actually getting ready to do it here in a couple of weeks, uh, start to start the process. Um, but about a week out, less than, a, you know, maybe like five days uh, before departure, we do our first COVID test at home, self-administered with a nurse on Zoom. So shoving the damn thing up to tickle my own brain with it. Um, and then we, we mail that out overnight. And so, yeah, that's that, that's the first test you're going to pass. Um, if you don't pass that test, then you don't, you don't hit the road. Uh, for me, I, I, I've been given the option of flying or driving. I've chosen to drive because we're locked in a hotel room by ourselves for her upwards of a week. Uh, so I bring my PlayStation, I bring books, I bring comic books, I bring my laptop, I bring everything that you can imagine because it's just, you know, other than the taping days, it's you're just in your room, um, and then, then that's it. You can't you can't leave your room, um, except for you know. So there is you got to you got to get two more tests over the course of the of the bubble that you have to pass in order to wrestle, and um, and then you can leave your room to meet the doctor, and then you can schedule gym time. But that's very hard because you can't have any more than two people in the gym at a time. It's a small hotel gym, and 
you have to compete with the other hotel guests too. So it's hard to schedule. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to schedule uh gym time. Um, you know, and the, what about meals? So it's, it's, it's meals on our own. So they, they, you know, we do get a stipend and all that, but what I've done is, um, at, at least for the first like part of it, because, you know, once you get past five days, I don't know about eating cooked, cooked food, but I'll bring, you know, I'll bring chicken and then, uh, or turkey and stuff, you know, I'll bring stuff to eat on my own, then I'll do a grocery run. Um, and then other than that, you're surviving on DoorDash and delivery and the hotel has room service. And, um, I mean, one thing that, uh, um, that I've tried to do in these bubbles is not keep any snacks in the, in the room, um, uh, because mm-hmm. I will eat out of boredom. I will eat out of boredom. I have done that my whole life. <laughs> so <laughs> you have to, you know, you really have to find things that, uh, um, you know, I mean, at least if you're, if, if I'm eating too many grapes or something, you know, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's an experience. It's, it's, it, I will say, you know, it is, some of it is difficult. Um, you know, it's difficult to pack up and tell, tell my wife, uh, well, I'm going to be gone for a week. You know, you know, just enjoy the right. kids. Um, and I, as, as a parent, like, Mike, you're probably saying, like, that sounds fantastic. And it's great for, like, the first two days. And then you're just like, I'm bored out of my damn skull. Um, so typically how it works, you're there. The first two days, you you, you have to fully self-quarantine. Uh, day three is usually when we do um, some pre-tapes and um, do have some ring time at the, at the Ring of Honor Dojo to go over matches and and again, film our promos and things like that. Uh, then usually it's followed by two days of television. In the case of December, it was three days of, um, of television tapings with the pay-per-view. Um, That's back usually, to back. Yeah. Back to back to back. But the, the, the tough things is everything. It's not like everybody just goes all at once. It's not like when you think about wrestling shows that you've done your whole life. Call time is noontime. Everybody be there at noon. It's, yeah. you know, you go at a specific time. Um, you're only there, um, you know, for that designated time. Uh, the locker rooms are, you know, they're so not only do they commandeer like the locker room area, but really the majority of the locker room is the concession areas up top. Um, and they're curtained off where only two people can be in each one. So, and we're not, you know, you have to be masked the entire time. The only time you can't be masked is, when you go out for your entrance, when you wrestle, and when right when you come back, you don't, you can't even, you know, you, you you have to put your mask right on. It's not like let me catch my breath for a few minutes. It's no, put your mask on. Um, so it, it's real tight. It's really strict, um, you know, but with purpose and and for good reason. And I and I and that's what we all realized too. You know, when it was first laid out to us, obviously you're like, wow, this sounds very difficult to follow and. But then when, you know, when you think about the consequences and you think about what they're trying to do to keep everybody safe, um, you know, not just us, the wrestlers, but the crew, um, you know, the, the ring crew, the cameramen, um, you know, the, the commissioners are there, you know, there's, there obviously has to be some arena staff there and just trying to keep everybody safe. And, and I think that's a, I think that's a good thing, but the, the, t- the tight schedule of it is, is difficult because, you know, you only get so much, so much time to put your match together in the ring. So if you have to walk through anything difficult, you have to you usually have about 15, 20 minutes where you, you got to do that. And, um, then it's go time. And then after your match, it's, you know, uh, it's not like, 
before where you could, you know, shower at the arena even, or it's do your match, pack your stuff and hit the road. You can't really, you know, you can't sit and watch the show. There's no monitors to really sit and watch the show. You can kind of go hide like up in the nosebleeds, you know, but you can't sit with anybody to, uh, to watch it. And even if you're sitting there by yourself, you need to have your mask on. And so it's, you know, it's really strict. It's really tight. And it's funny. You go through, we go through these tapings and you don't see half the crew. You know, you don't see most of the, yeah. the people. It's so it's, it's very, it's very different, but it's also, you know, it's great to be back producing TV. It's great to be back to doing, um, you know, what we all love to do. And, you know, I'm, ha- I'm happy that, they figured out a way we can do it and, and do it safely. And that's the way it's going to be kind of for the foreseeable future, as far as you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, there's no, there's no end date in sight. We do them about once every eight weeks. Um, and there's no, yeah, there's no end date in sight for, um, you know, for when we're going to, when we're going to change up the format. Um, you know, I think, you know, ring of honors aired on the side of caution and, um, done things very conservatively the the entire way, and I I wouldn't expect anything less. I would expect that you know of all the major companies out there, we'll probably be you know we'll probably be the last that returns to having fans and arenas and things like that. And I and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing to let other people you know <laughs> go through the uh, trials and tribulations and uh, of of that and see how it comes out and. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm dying to wrestle in front of fans. I can't wait to wrestle in front of fans again. It's a huge difference. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't, I mean, it's funny. Like when you actually get going, I guess it's less noticeable, but where it's the most noticeable is those, those moments where you play to the crowd. You hit a big move. You let that settle. You play to the crowd and you just don't yeah. have, you don't have those moments anymore. So I, I miss, I miss wrestling in front of crowds so much because, you know, uh, and you think of some of the greatest moments in wrestling history. Like I just, I look at this era of wrestling and nothing will ever be remembered as being truly great from this era. And I, you know, and that, just my opinion, you know, but that's, and that's because what makes these moments is the emotion of not only the performers, but the fans and feeding off of the energy of the, of the fans. And I think one of my favorite things to do when I watch you know, when I go back and watch older stuff, I, I, I went through a, I don't know, it was like an afternoon where I was just watching like Stone Cold entrances and like different pay-per-views and stuff to just see the, you know, the crowd just erupt, you know, or, or Rock Austin, um, you know, and, and that, the magnitude of uh, that moment and how the crowd amplified, uh, not Rock Austin, uh, Rock Hogan, um, and, and like the emotion of the crowd in that, like, can you imagine that, you know, an empty arena? <laughs> it just doesn't, it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same. I mean, for a guy who sounds like you, you're talking about how you're so busy, you're, you're sitting here watching these random things with Steve Austin a whole afternoon. What, what are you well, doing? I'm not busy now. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> go anywhere, Mike. I'm stuck in my house most of the time. You know where I go? Once every eight weeks, I go to Baltimore. <laughs> and I drive one so I can bring all my crap with me too, because the thought of getting it after eight weeks of sitting home and doing absolutely nothing, the thought of getting in a car and doing that old familiar drive that we used to do to Delaware, plus a little more 
is delightful. <laughs> I'm sure it is. It's fantastic. I listen to podcasts. I, you know, it's it's great. That's how I got back into listening to OVP. So, and they are doing very well. Uh, our vantage point, uh, Joe and Quinn, they've been they, they're big time now. They are big time. They got all the uh, the clips at OVP Podcast on Twitter. Lots of uh, people sharing them and discovering them, and it, that's great for them. And when are they moving over to ad free shows? I, I was wondering. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they're going to get a comrade on the horn again. I figure, um, yeah, I figure they're going to get the call soon enough, right? <laughs> probably. Mike Mills might have already gotten it. Oh, Mike Mills. I, t- I, Mike, I talked to Mike Mills the other day about uh, getting buried in snow down in Texas. They got this, it's like a national emergency or a, a statewide emergency down there. And it's like a disaster. It's like snow and cold for like a couple of weeks. Like, what is going yeah, on? They were, <laughs> yeah, I was talking to him too. And yeah, he was... Uh lamenting the fact that yeah there's not going to be anything in the stores to any groceries to buy milk and bread and all that stuff and everyone's uh, stuck in their homes yeah they're going through Go take what a we walk. call what we call november through through february right now yeah i know and now <laughs> apparently it's it's been 60 degrees and all the snow's melted already so oh my god soft right s a w f t mike right <laughs> hey Mike, what are we? We're we're, we're Kappa Kappa Hades. <laughs> I missed that impersonation. <laughs> it's the most publicity he's gotten in months. Wow. <laughs> oh, you mean I thought you were talking about Mike Mills. You're talking about uh, the real one. Oh no, yeah, Enzo. Enzo. <laughs> is it is right his name's the real one now? Uh, it might be. I mean, nothing that's gone on this year, Mike. I mean, coming up, ironically, you mentioned Enzo. I mean, you can coming up. You know, I don't, I don't know the release date of this game. I know the motion caption is is um, you know starting soon, but uh, yours truly will be part of a video game. But Enzo is also in, so you could play Brian Malonis versus Enzo in the Wrestling Code, but that uh, to be released by uh, you know. Um, Virtual basement coming up here. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know timelines for video games. I don't know if where motion capture falls in the the scope or what they have to do. Um, I think that's excited. pretty early on. Yeah, I'm just excited to be part of a video game. I think that's pretty damn cool. Wait, you're doing your own motion capture? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I I think I might be doing some of it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Where do you have to go for that? Uh, probably the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. I see. Huh. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah. Very cool stuff. That's another great thing that's happened. I've, uh, I mean, I've also been, I, I, I don't think I'm going to get a ring of honor figure. Um, any, at least any time in the near future. So I've been also talking about, uh, talking to somebody about doing, uh, some action figures of me as well. So lots going on, Mike. There's always lots going on. Wow. Now, is the bruiser in the video game as well? He is. The bouncers are uh, both in the video game. You can you can play as the bouncer. I you know I've, I've made the you know there's there's a lot of people in this game a ton, but I you know I don't think Ring of Honor is in a position where they're going to be doing a video game anytime in, in the near future. So if you're a Ring of Honor fan, this game will probably be the closest to that uh, that you get to a to a Ring of Honor video game. 
Do you want to talk about the Bruiser, though? You and him have had some uh, disagreements as of late. <laughs> well, you know, he's smashing beer bottles over my friend's heads. So I don't know what's... Uh, you better watch out, Mike. Um, you know, he might... <laughs> he's uh, coming for me. He might smash you in the head. Uh, I don't know if you can hear the teapot that's going off now, but... Uh, <laughs> yes, I can. My 95-year-old wife's about to have her nightly tea, so, you know... <laughs> <laughs> a little chamomile. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I enjoy a nice cup myself, Mike. That's that's another development uh, in the year 2020. I like a nice cup of tea at night to relax me. Wow, lots Jesus. going on, buddy. What are you doing with your life over there? Just you know, anybody can anybody can make a baby. I mean, come on. <laughs> I raise them too. Well, you know, it's debatable. It's debatable. I got kids. <laughs> you two cut kids. So when, when's your pro wrestling comeback? Oh boy, in about thirty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> How's the old hairline, Mike? How, that's, I mean, that's what the let's get let's let's put the interrogation on you, Mike. How's the hairline coming? The who? Your hairline. How's that looking these days? You said, "How's it coming?" It's going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have I have long hair now, Mike. How about that? Well, lucky you. I, I That's will very admit, nice. I, I will admit, when I look in the mirror, I can see. Uh, now that I've grown my hair out a little bit, there might be some, uh, you know, mm. some things happening. <laughs> some things happening <laughs> that happen to you. <laughs> you know. Get Costanza to take a look. <laughs> How much time do I have left? <laughs> yeah, I keep telling I keep telling our good friend Ivar that he might need to to shave it all eventually, but I don't think he's having any of it. Well, you know, maybe you can maybe you can afford plugs. <laughs> oh, I was about, I was about to reveal something that I think would would make the person very upset if I revealed, so I will refrain from revealing this story. <laughs> I, I mean, he's it. never going to pay us back for all of the free meals we gave him, so he might oh, as well not, put that money I'm, to I'm not use. talking about it. I'm not talking about Ivar with the story. Uh, I am talking about a fellow that, uh, well, ironically, he now is bald and wrestles bald. But, uh, you know, if you know, you know. I think I can figure it out. It's, it's one of those stories. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> so is the reason you want to do this podcast with me is because you, you lost your other best friend, the Bruiser? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I replaced you, and now, you know, me and the Bruiser are having some problems. So I thought, you know, it's just like when you call an old girlfriend when you're on the rebound, right? Basically. <laughs> That's what it seems like, right? Yeah. To be fair, I have asked you multiple times if you wanted to bring the podcast back. But you're, uh, you know, you're too busy. I think you're serious. Well, I don't know. I've been, I, I would bring the podcast back. I mean, you put me on the spot. I would, you know, I would bring it back. Do people want it back, Mike? That's the, that's the what the hell are we going to talk about? I don't know. Life. There's at least two people. There's like, uh, you know, Stephen, of course. Uh, <laughs> David Ratty. Stephen has been lost without us. Who are we kidding? Stephen, <laughs> this, this popping up on Stephen's feed on, uh, uh, you know, whenever you're dropping this. I don't even know when you're dropping this. We didn't even discuss this. Uh, Wednesday, the 24th. Oh, okay. This is going to be like Stephen's going to have purpose again in his life, and I'm, I'm I'm feeling real happy about that. Yeah, and I mean, if this gets the response I'm expecting, you know, <laughs> buckle your seatbelts, kids. <laughs> I don't know I mean, because you know, we kind of well, let's you know we can we can spitball. I know we we've, we've talked about you know 
the formats and stuff in the past, but I don't know. I think, I think there's a market for the WPAN. I don't know. I mean, well, we do need more local podcasts because, first of all, Jamie Jamikowski's 12 podcasts have all <laughs> gone away. Um, Tarzan and Julian, Truth, Justice, and the Wing of Processing Way, that's gone by the wayside because Tarzan moved and Julian's lazy. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I listen. I don't think I listened to one full episode <laughs> of Tarzan and Julian's. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I love those guys. They were my friends at one time. I don't really speak to them ever, really, either of them. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It was a tough listen. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, and I and I want them to do more, but. Uh, doesn't seem like it's in the cards. I think Tarzan is looking to do something new. Um, maybe more on that later. What else is going on with our friends? How about RJ DeLuise? I mean, do you want to talk looks, about He's a different RJ. human being altogether. <laughs> like he's literally half the man he used to be. He's doing fantastic. Yeah, a, a commentator for Chaotic Wrestling in the past. And um, I think he got like a, a gastric bypass kind of thing, right? He's, I mean, that and he's been killing it with, I know, DDPY and... Uh, yeah, yeah, he's doing great. I mean, no more. He's, he's no longer RJ Ladass as uh, yes. Johnny, Johnny Fabulous used to uh, call him. No, he's doing great. I'm super proud of him, and uh, he's somebody who has reached out and, and helped and, and helped me and tried to help me and given me advice. So, uh, you know, super proud of uh, RJ, another friend of the show, if, if you will. Yes. A- any other friend updates? So, Ivaris is uh, hurt at this time. Uh, well wishes to him. Thoughts and prayers. That's all you're sending them. Oh, That's all you're sending. There. That's all you're sending your friend of, you know, probably near twenty years now. Thoughts and prayers. That's all you're giving Ivar. I check in with him every once in a while. Oh, that's kind of you. <laughs> See how he's doing. I mean, I I, I don't know how Tommaso Champ is doing. He's you know I don't well I know how he's doing personally, but I don't, I don't really watch NXT, so I don't know what he's doing on the show. <laughs> Uh, I did see Kofi, another friend of the show, on uh, Elimination Chamber. He looked, he looked great. Kofi's been uh, great for a long time. And uh, yeah, he had a little injury, right? He had some of his jaw, right? Yes. Yeah, he was out of uh, out of commission for a while there. But I don't know. Is that is that it? Is it I mean, old past guest. I mean, Guy Jack is now T-Bar. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> uh, Nothing wrong with that. Anthony Green, you mentioned him. He's now August Gray. What the hell's going on? Everybody has a job. Everybody has a contract now. You missed the boat, buddy. You got out too early. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Still plenty of time, my friend. Still plenty of time. Is there? Yeah, I think so. You just got to stop being yeah. so lazy. <laughs> At 45 years young? Yeah, why not? Look at Kevin Quinn. Come on. He's 94 in his reference. <laughs> well, Rene, we have uh, different body types. That that is true. That is true. <laughs> Todd Sinclair, he's doing he's doing Todd stuff. <laughs> he's, our good friend Todd Sinclair, who won't listen to this, has literally I'm sure a, he's literally been a hermit for a year. Um, but it's good to see Todd for a year. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> well, we're I mean, everyone else is just becoming the hermit that he was the entire time. <laughs> yeah, and he's taking it three steps further. Um, oh, really? Oh yes, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't leave the house, but uh, except for to go to the bubble. But I'm happy to see. I'm happy to see Todd uh, when uh, 
you know, every eight weeks when we go, when we go into the bubble, if he referees my match or if I see him just kind of roaming the hallways as I'm either entering or exiting the building. Um, you know, it's always good to see Todd, but, uh, another friend of the show. Certainly. I, I, I think we've, we've covered just about everything, right? I think so. Are you sick of me? Kinda. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we can do this again, right? I mean, um, hey, you never know what the future holds. You know, we never thought we'd do it even one more time. We never thought we'd get to 200. I don't think this is 201. We talked about this a little bit today. I don't think this is 201. I think this is, you know, you remember when AOL used to come out with, uh, you know, like 6.1, you know, AOL 6.1. I think, I think this is more one of those, uh, you know, in between things. Maybe there'll be 201 someday though, Mike. Can we leave the door open? Can we leave it ajar? We can a little creak, a little crack. Okay. A little crack. One division. How you feel about it? Quick hit. In two words or less. How do I feel about what? One division. One division. Friggin' fantastic. So good. I'm loving it too. I I don't I, I don't like this Disney thing of releasing one a week. I want to I want to binge. <laughs> you know I I'm I'm the same way, but I will say. There is something about that anticipation all week of, uh, of, you know, waiting for a Friday to come so you can watch it. It's been fantastic. I will say this only, I will say no spoilers, but, you know, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki better be just, I mean, if you're leading with WandaVision, those two shows have to be just outrageously good. Yeah, I, I, I certainly hope so. I'm sure they will be. One division, yeah, excellent stuff so far. I I do agree. With I was skeptical at first. I didn't. I was like, "This is weird." Like when I saw the trailers and stuff, I'm like, "I don't know about this," but it has been uh, it has been fantastic. I, I've had a certain little jingle stuck in my head for a number of days now. So it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Good. Stuff. I mean, let's do a Marvel podcast, Mike. We could, you know, we could do anything we want. What about a Big Brother podcast? Uh, I don't know. This season was rough, buddy. This season was rough. It was Big uh, Brother All Stars. Waiting for it for <laughs> ten plus years. Every year it would be maybe this is All Stars. Maybe this is All Stars. Finally, it comes and All Star pieces of crap. That's what it was. Yeah, I, I think that's something. Just the fact that they had you know existing. Um, friendships outside of the game you you think about that kind of stuff in the house when you're trying to do i cut this person no like you know i know their family they'll be mad at me so i think that's <laughs> a big piece of the whole that thing le- why no one like, wanted to make a big legacy, move legacies are at, at stake here uh, one thing i got sick of at the end of the season i sadly vote out the big brother legend <laughs> insert name like ugh pieces of rubbish but it was nice when Nicole got got voted out of was it three right yes I was very happy she sucks she's terrible <laughs> but I was very disappointed overall in the uh, in the season I will say that well Big Brother Canada is March 3rd mark your calendar yeah but I, you know what I mean you, you want to talk about time wasting the, the, the hoops you jump through to watch, you know, every big brother from around the world is insane. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a little difficult. They make it for uh, Canada. You got to kind of 
find some uh, nefarious means. You find a way. I find a way. And I think overall it's better than the U.S. in terms of the way they set up the game. So there. Mike Crockett's analysis of Big Brother Canada. The only question I have left, Mike, is have we sufficiently buried Mike Mills enough on this uh, on this episode of the podcast? Certainly not. I mean, come on. I mean, we could talk more and more about how soft he is and a half an inch of snow and 30 degree weather has uh, turned his world upside down. You see that beard he's gotten sporting now? I don't, I don't know if I've seen a picture of Mike. Oh, yes, I guess I did. He was all bundled up in like a, a hooded sweatshirt and, you know. Shivering. Poor, yeah, poor Mike. Poor Mike. Well, you know what we've been dealing with? We've been dealing with, you know, three to four inches of snow like four times a week for the last month. So <laughs> suck it, Mike. <laughs> yeah, Mike Mills, Book in the Territory, uh, tremendous podcast, tremendous guy, uh, you know, you, notwithstanding his uh, softness regarding a little <laughs> snow. You know, we do still. I, you know, I don't know. If, maybe, maybe the offer's not on the table anymore. We did have an offer to join the the book in the territory nation or whatever the whatever they call it. I don't know what they call it, but uh, you know, the army. There we go. And uh, the offer is still on the table. I, I spoke to him yesterday. Oh, okay. Well, you know, Mike. I, I think what we're getting at here is there's no door is closed. There's options on the table. I mean, <laughs> our our lives are not going to get any less busy they might get more busy at some point but uh i do miss this i do miss doing this once a week um it was a lot of fun you know all the time we were doing it and um i I looked since you uh brought up the idea of doing it i've looked forward uh to doing it and um you know i i won't offer anything like editing skills or anything like that mainly because you're a psychopath and a perfectionist and even if i did edit it was able to uh find a way to learn editing uh, it wouldn't be good enough for you anyways, I'm sure. <laughs> That's true. And I really don't even think I'm going to do much editing here because... It's gold? I don't know. I haven't edited a podcast since September. I had a little podcast podcast editing business. See, I'm not even going to edit that out. I had a little editing business, but um, I put it on hold when the baby first came, and I haven't even gone back to it wait so, wait wait so what's happened to my investment into crackpot podcast like i bought some common stock in crackpot podcast uh you know i'd like i'd like to know what happened we'll talk about we'll take that off air mike i'd like to know about my investment here well we, we got something in the pipeline i i think it's an unpaid job but uh something's uh, coming up oh boy here we go <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll see what the future holds for uh, the WPAN. And um, if you're still listening, God bless you. And uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks to our pals, uh, Book of the Territory, Mike Mills, uh, our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, great to see all the things they're doing. And of course, uh, Gritty from Allentown with Peter Winson. He's uh, doing great things as well. Got off the. Uh, Pro SNL on the feed on Place to Be Nation, and he's uh, completely independent now, so good for him. And uh, great to see our friends succeeding uh, where we didn't, right? Well, speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I guess I am speaking for I, myself. I, I mean, I, I will say this. We stopped podcasting, and I feel like I've done the same amount of episodes of podcasts as if we never stopped. So. 
So listen All to right. one, listen to one of the five hundred Brian Malonis interviews out there on uh, on iTunes. Yeah, well, you got right out of the WPAN. You 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 wiped it from all of your social media. You took it out of the. Uh, you took the best-selling WPAN curtain jerker T-shirt out of your pro wrestling tea store and just uh, moved right on and uh, gave your services elsewhere. That's how you do it, Mike. Like a band-aid, right off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I guess it's going to be it for us uh, for. Uh, the now verified on Twitter, Brian Malonis. Yes. Right? I am verified. <laughs> I am the unverified Mike Crockett. Uh, big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing. Starting recording. Does that mean it's recording or is it there? Okay. Now it says it's recording. Recording via Skype. This is uh, this one's absolute dog shit. So my lifetime uh, subscription ran out. I guess <laughs> you got worked. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me uh, take a sip here. What the whistle, as uh, Vince McCallum would say. Before you scream like a maniac and wake your children up. <clears throat> oh wait. Oh, oh, kids rummaging around. I got the uh, monitor here. Oh, brother. All right. Tell the wife. Mm-hmm. All right, get her ass up and go take care of the kids, huh? Daddy's going to daddy's gonna make that bread. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Loving Skype. All, the whole time here. Oh, there you are. Yeah, it's going to be a problem the whole time. It's going to keep shitting out. It shits out every fucking 30 seconds. Least bad audio, which was like, I think, just the laptop or whatever. It was this? This was the least bad? Yeah. 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 Oh. Oh, there you are, you little motherfucker. We might have one other option. Hold on, Mike! Oh, good gravy. Yeah, we're only like fucking 45 minutes into this and don't have a second recorded yet. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to go out for a second. Sure. Don't come back. Hello? Hi. Hi, how's that? It doesn't sound like anything changed from... It still sounds like, uh, what is it, laptop audio or whatnot. Uh, is that any different? Um, s- say something again. Hello, Michael. Is that any different? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think you're gonna have to deal with Joe Morata being upset with you for the lack of quality audio. That's. <laughs> <laughs> That's why this is gonna be a one-off. <laughs> Today on the wrestling podcast about nothing, it's me and Brian Malone. Brian, you there? Brian. 
You can't hear me? <laughs> now I get just just when you piped up right then with bad audio. <laughs> it's bad audio again? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, this is Bobby. Stop doing podcasts, right?